0: We're the Ragamuffins, and we went to 2000 Trees Festival. Oh yeah. So Dan has been hyping up this festival for about two years because I think we, did we book tickets for 2020?
1: I mean even longer than that. Even I, longer. I went back in 2016 and then it was my first full weekend festival actually so to do that and then sort of go off and do the bigger ones like download a couple of times, running in Leeds. It was nice to go back to it, and after doing the big ones, I think I've always hyped up how 2,000 Trees was the best one.
0: Yeah, and I think we were very excited going into it, James, and I mean, pretty much almost instantly, after we set up camp on the first day,
2: we were like, just understood, like, why? It was just, it was that though, it was as soon as, because it, damn, you, you built up to something so big, and I think there was that expectation there that hopefully it lives up to all of that, that as soon as we kind of like packed up the tent and everything. Not packed up the tent, put up the tent and everything. Um, It was like, okay, let's go explore. And it was, you can see from the vlog, our instant reaction as soon as we got to the forest stage of just kind of taking in the atmosphere, taking in how it was, and knowing that you're going to see live music Mm -hmm. there. And I mean, the silent disco we had there that night, everything just in that kind of vibe, the atmosphere was straight away like, oh, wow, this is something truly different.
1: That's what I was going to say. It's one of my favourite parts of the vlog is how... I'm just, I've got the camera on both of you. and You're just like literally going, wow, <laughs> look at this. It's this just genuine, is incredible.
2: Genuine, just real reaction to that instantly, which, I mean, yeah, you can't fake that because that, that takes a lot to kind of walk into something new that you've gone into. You've, you've heard good things, you've got high expectations, and then still to go into it and be blown away in just the appearance and the aesthetic of it. That's something quite special.
0: It was just also like the audience there were, were really friendly like within n- not very long of being there we had like had very positive interactions with people camped mm. around us people being like courteous and respectful of space which like you don't always get at a festival no people. absolutely not and just you could tell that like everyone was there for a positive experience where vibes uh you know little things like just walking around and seeing the um almost like makeshift little tents and stages they had set up for around the camp for like open mic nights, acoustic sets, whatever. It was just like uh, an anticipation when we first arrived that I can't quite put into words. Mm. It was
2: just like knowing it's going to be a really special weekend. So Out of everything we went to this summer, it felt like the most music-centric festival we've been to with that kind of thing. Having, like you could hear different music everywhere from just speakers around camp the bands obviously you're going to go to music festival and that, but like you say, with coming out from the silent disco and then immediately, like at two o'clock in the morning, seeing Hager gap playing a set in one of those small tents, are you going to see that any other festival? Are you going to see like the open mic at any other festival? I can't see yeah. that ever I happening. Found it like quite funny.
1: I found that quite funny because usually silent disco at a festival is used to kind of avoid like the noise curfew, but obviously, that was like half past one, quarter to two in the morning. We were just leaving the silent disco, and then I was. Tagged cat just setting up in the campsite so clearly that's not the reason they have (laughs) silent disco
2: they have it because it's fun oh it was a great time i think i had like preconception as well beforehand of what a silent disco would end up being like but i think over all the nights that we went out and had there it was just so much fun we had other groups of people that came with us and like we met up with some of the nala boys you can check out jacob's perfect gig um Plug as well. So like little, little plug. We're, so so so, we're so good at this exactly. now. And then uh like uh Josh came and met up with us as well and you had people with the headphones on, you'd look at they'd have different colours on and then you'd see someone just kind of vibe to a certain colour and then you're like, Okay, let me switch it, let me find it, and then you kinda of match it based on like them headbanging or something, and it's like, Oh, okay, great and it was just a very different experience than what I thought it would be.
1: Yeah, I liked having like the separate channels. Um, yeah. on the of disco because then there's no there's no moments that you get on a normal club night of oh, I don't really like this song and then it's like you either think about going back to your tent or heading off to the bar or, or the whatever but, just, but instead you just, can yeah. just switch to another channel and there'll be something you like. Also there was a great moment where I think me and James were listening to Slipknot and you listened to Taylor Swift and well, but we were all bit, just yeah. dancing
0: and singing together that's why it's so much fun. I loved it so much. Should we take this day by day?
1: Yeah, should, so we, should we rewind a second and yeah. go back to Wednesday? And after your initial reaction to seeing The Forest, first of all, we then saw our first band on it, Palm Reader, which I think were one of the bands of the weekend, to be fair.
0: Yeah. You know, I think a theme that came up quite a lot over the weekend was this is a 2000 Trees band. Like, it feels like yeah. this band belongs here and we belong here with the band if, if that makes sense mm-hmm. it's like this is the perfect place and Palm Reader was like I couldn't think of a more perfect introduction for the whole weekend in terms of our first set because there was just this like mutual love and adoration for like you know a, an early entry day in a tiny little forest to be as energetic and lively as it was I think it's just really special so I
1: need to say says well, the the new forest stage is amazing it, it used to be a lot smaller than that it was just like an acoustic thing um, but as far as I understand, the organisers of the festival designed and built that
0: themselves, which is just a great thing to do, I guess. That's another thing that we'll, I guess will will come up quite a lot is the, like the DIY, you know, the the people running it are putting in the work and like you can tell. And, and they I have the attention to detail from it as well. That, that level of closeness to the end product makes all the difference because they have to care.
1: You know. Well it, it just makes it feel a bit more genuine, doesn't it? Like yeah. some other festivals you go to and obvious, obviously it's it's a business. It's and that goes for for all festivals, all kind of music environments like that. But two thousand trees it feels like it's run by music fans, for music fans.
0: Yes. <laughs> uh I think then we caught a bit of black foxes and then it was getting on the sesh for a little bit. <laughs> It was just bit,
1: bit but, Just one, one of the great things about the size of the site, Two Thousand Trees, is you can hear the band you want to see starting, and you can just you can just think, "Oh, well, we'll go down now," and you'll be there within a minute, two
2: minutes. It was amazing how close to, like the campsite like, was, and how accessible it all was to get from one place to another. And it mm. was just that instant reaction, like you say, it's like, "Yeah, let's go over there. Let's do that," and you're there in minutes. Like, there's no huge walk between download camp and the village and then get into the arena it's literally minutes away you can you have time in between going and seeing sets at main stage to go back get drinks and then head back to the main stage right at the front like it's easy to do that
1: yeah exactly and like we we kind of had a pretty packed schedule anyway so it was difficult for us to do this but you could just hear a band that you didn't know before that you quite like the sound of and think hey that's all right i'm gonna go and check that out yeah which is where Trees does very well at promoting kind of underground and up-and-coming artists along with kind of your big names. Like like we talked about how it seems like they've strategically got the new stage on the way to the main stage. So you can be on the way to so the main perfect. stage to see someone like Jimmy Eat World, and you might hear a smaller band that you didn't know before on the way and think, hey, that's pretty good, I'll watch that first.
2: And making sure there was no clash between the two so that as soon as a main mm. band had finished on, on the big stage, even if you wanted to walk through and go and see a band at the cave, you'd have to go via the new stage and you have to go and see that. And it was almost like, like you say, it's funneling that direct route in order to get these people to be introduced to these new bands. And it's a great way of doing that, making sure there's no clash in between them. Yeah. And again, if
1: it, if it is deliberate, then well done, 2000
0: Trees. That's very clever.
2: If it's not, then blag that it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: But yeah, it worked perfectly because there are a couple of times where We'd be at a stage, uh, particularly I felt it when I saw Graphic Nature play the new stage. And you could s- literally see people walking from the direction of main stage straight into the tent. And it was that moment of like, oh, this man sound good. I'm going to go and watch it now. And I think that was just like, you can't put a price on that, really. No. Like, So yeah, well done, 2000 Trees. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, we were meant to be going day by day, weren't we? Yeah, we're um, all over the place today. We saw Pulled Apart by Horses headline the Wednesday night in the forest. Very
0: good. Again, they were really good. They, another 2000 Trees band that just feel like. It, they
1: perfect. felt like they were very self aware. They played a lot of songs off their early self titled album, mixing a few new ones as well. Loads of energy. Another Trees band,
2: like you mentioned, it feels like. And you could see, like, with that saying it as, a, as it's a Trees band and all these ones that you're kind of highlighting with that, you can tell because you see that merch there as well. They know the audience, they know who they're marketing towards in the right kind of way for that. And it's not like you go to the download festival, you're going to see your majority of the Slipknots. you're going to see all the merch from the big metal bands that you're usually used to. And I think that was part of Trees and what we're kind of getting across is that the community that they kind of have built with it, which even when like, we'll go day by day more, but there was a day when me and Dan went off to uh, the podcast stage and we saw Sapanen speaking to James, the main booker for it. And even he was talking about it being like, they're aware of what they're doing. They know that they've kind of created a community and they didn't set out to do that, but they did it very, very well. And I think having that awareness for what they're doing shows through in why this was so good. Absolutely.
0: Let's uh, let's take take the Thursday then. Talk about who we saw, what we enjoyed. I believe we started with Nala.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. Our
0: very good friends, and they are just bloody great. You know, they just sounded huge for a three-piece. The riffs and the tone, the way they just filled that tent was really, really impressive.
1: Yeah, they drew a really good crowd, which was really, really really nice to see.
2: Anything to add, James? (laughs) No, I, I completely agree. They were a great start to kind of kick off the full bit of the festival going into the main three days of it just coming off the back of releasing the latest single um, which I think translated very very well live as well um, yeah that's very very enjoyable and it was a really good way to kind of get an introduction to the first band you're seeing underneath one of the main tents.
1: I think it was uh, Delair the Liar after them yeah that was I, your, your first introduction to them have you I don't think you'd even listen to them. Before, no, not
0: listen to them I saw you know a couple of clips from our underground fest vlog because I didn't go to that. Was that another plug? Yeah, <laughs> watch it now. <laughs> not now. Not after now. Well, this. No, after this, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I thought they were great. It's, again, just like the thing that's so great about a festival of this size is you can, like you said earlier, just see a band that you've never heard of or never listened to properly before. And just it's so close that you, there's almost no reason not to go to the set. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and they were great, massively won over by them. I just think they're a really, really exciting band.
1: I th- the my main takeaway from their set was, um, and I've always said this: it, it's so I enjoy a set so much more when you can see that the band are enjoying themselves as well. They like clearly loved that set as much yeah. as a lot of their fans did in the
2: crowd. And it was really nice to see having smaller bands like them have promotional material around near the main stage as well. Yeah, um, there was a lot of that kind of like these smaller bands have massive posters. You've kind of got these big bands like Turnstile. You've got Jimmy Eat World. You've got Thrice playing uh, on main stage. <laughs> got we're these bands we're
1: chuckling because... We may or may, may not be sat next to a giant Turnstile
0: poster. I'll insert a picture for the YouTube viewers now. But...
2: But yeah, so, you kind of got all these big bands that are headliners that are there to draw the crowd and then you've got these smaller bands that maybe a lot of people haven't heard of and having that kind of promotion around that kind of main stage is very key. And that's an, a very, very important part of it as well, I think.
1: Uh, we saw a little, um, a little bit of Tiger Cub. Or at least myself and James saw a little bit of Tiger Cub. Did you stay for the whole thing, Alex? <laughs> You don't know like you remember Tiger. I, l- I don't recall. Maybe not. Then I don't think so. I remember there was a, a guy dressed as Tigger there, which is which is uh, yeah, very okay. nice. Yeah, to yeah. See. I was there. I remember that. I <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, made many appearances. Well, I mean, the guy, the Tiger guy, was everywhere. To be yeah. fair, but, but I thought of... it was quite funny that he was, yeah. he was a tiger watching Tiger Cub. Great banter. I don't
0: remember that set.
1: <laughs> uh, anyway, James and I left that early to go and see uh, Holding Absence for the billionth time. And in my opinion, the best time.
2: They are just incredible. I don't have a lot else to say. They have a way, I think, of instantly appealing to new audiences pretty quickly. Uh, they sound phenomenal live. You weren't even going to see them, Alex. And I think you were walking past the tent and you heard some of their set. And you all of a sudden, I think it was during Afterlife, I looked to my right and you were there. And yeah. I that was quite cool.
0: Yeah, at the time I went to see Graphic Nature. Uh, on the new stage, who are t- just amazing. I love it when a band comes out and they're all in windbreakers in like 30 degree well heat. And then the pit <laughs> opens yeah. up. But they were really, really good. Um, just a really exciting band. I like how a lot of bands nowadays are like sort of proudly claiming like new metal influences again. And they're one of those bands that just sound really fucking sick. It's something. nothing to be embarrassed about anymore. Never, no, never was. Well, actually, probably was for a <laughs> while, but yeah, no. I caught the end of holding absences. Holding absences set. Try saying that five times fast. Um, and I walked past and thought, ah, should I push my way in? And then they played beyond belief, and I was like, I'm going to push my way in. And I fought my way <laughs> through the crowd, but it was worth it because all I saw was that afterlife and wilt and bangs Even from that, I can understand why you would say that's their best set. That we've seen them for because it was just perfect. I can't, I I really can't say
1: why it was their best set, but it was out of the many times I've seen them, that was the most enjoyable one.
2: I think the biggest takeaway with them maybe it's because it's trees, maybe one of the biggest takeaways <laughs> they're a trees band. They are a trees band. They've, I mean, Lucas even said on stage they've played everything there, mm. every stage apart from main stage. So main stage next year, look out for that. But I think, yeah, one of the biggest appeals for holding absence in particular is the live experience. I think anyone that's seen them live after maybe like we've introduced them or like from other people i know of once you've seen them live it's just like i get it i understand it even more you know, you gotta see it live to get it exactly and i think more of that later (laughs) yeah i think it's just having that experience there and just seeing it and i know we've seen them a lot and we've banged on again about them for the last year almost i think it's been we're bloody but obsessed. It's, it's with good reason for that and i think if you go back and look at our trees vlog and see their parts in particular as well you will understand why
1: we then saw like one bleak soul song i think in yeah. the forest chilled out in the shade for a bit before going to see one of alex's favorite bands of the weekend can't swim loved
0: it they were so good i, I forget i say i forget i know that they did. they've got so many bangers and it, the, ugh, I can't get my words out. You're, I think you're I th- buffering, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we kept over the weekend singing to James the Turnstile lyric. You really gotta see a love to get it because it's true. Like so many of these bands were just elevated beyond what you hear on record. This weekend, Can't swim was one of them. I, I think they sound amazing all the time like listen to their albums, but this was like exceptional, I think. I was very happy. Did any of us see Creeper or Dinosaur Pile up? We saw dinosaur. So, yeah, we saw a little bit of dinosaur
1: pile up. Um there was literally a pile up of dinosaurs in the crowd. Um excellent. There must have been about five or six inflatable dinosaur. It was outfits. quite because,
2: like I remember like earlier on in the set there was like maybe three. And then every now and again you'd see someone with a dinosaur just kinda of come past and then eventually you just saw like a massive like a pit of just people in mm. dinosaur costumes. So it's like you know what, I can appreciate this. This is tremendous. And to be fair, they were quite good live. For a band that I hadn't heard a lot about, but then seen the name around quite a fair bit, they did put on a good show for that. Um, I saw Lonely the Brave
1: that day as well. They were really, really good. They've had a new vocalist since the last time I saw them, and a new album out since the last time I saw them, and they're awesome. Um, the One of the guitarists after... I think think it was after they played The Blue and The Green, said, we've played that song a million times and you've just made me cry, or something along those lines. Which, again, it's so nice to see the bands just enjoying themselves as much as the crowd are. And an awful lot of bands that that weekend saying how much they love that festival and how much Trees means to them, as much as it means to to a lot of people as well.
0: And then... We finally got to catch up on what we missed from Outbreak, and that's
2: stitch your guns, and it was worth the wait. They were,
0: they were very, very good.
2: It was just an energetic set. I was surprised about how much I actually knew of them. I had been starting to like listen to them more and more, but as they're playing songs, I think I'm just hearing you play in the background previously, Ali. It was just such an enjoyable performance to watch, and I think that was another one where I saw it live and got it. This really kind of got me... Into them more, I'm looking forward about this new album is out now at time of recording. Haven't had a proper chance to sit and listen to it yet. But it is one that I am. I guarantee I'm finding time to sit down and just listen to it and digest it. Because that experience of seeing them live just completely did something where it's just like, I need to get into spam more. I need to, I had the energy there from seeing it with the crowd that knew them. And now I want to meet that energy. And yeah, I'm very much looking forward to that. And they put on an incredible set. I've I like stick to your guns. I've always liked stick to your guns. I didn't know I liked them that much.
1: Like something about the energy from that set just dragged me in. I wasn't just finger pointing and shouting the lyrics. I was in the pit, in the circle
0: pit, all around. So Boun- bouncing off Tigger. It it takes a real special band where one of their members is in a neck brace, and it's still one of the most energetic pit-inducing. Uh, sets of the weekend. So. That's
1: the thing. Even though those songs are very angry and politically driven and quite relevant at the moment, it was a fun set. It,
0: it, I didn't. Yeah.
1: it wasn't angry. It was like cathartic and just fun.
0: Felt really good, and it, it just married so well with the the fact that Trees felt like a one giant community for the whole weekend. And you know the way that Jesse was speaking on stage and the way that their lyrics are, it just felt like. Everyone was there, really coming together for a moment. So
1: yeah, Jesse ended the set by saying something along the lines of "Look after each other, because that's all we've got." Which, again, going with like the trees kind of mantra, felt right.
0: Yeah, and then we managed to catch the very end of Jimmy Eat World's headline set. Yeah, the last couple of bangers, the last couple
1: of bangers, and a nice time was had. We had an even nicer time at the Silent Disco that night. We did. Because I was very hungover the next day.
0: And yeah, this is where the real the real beauty of the silent disco is, like like we said earlier, the multiple channels, and just the mm-hmm. ability to all be on completely different vibes, and yet still having the best yeah, so yeah. much fun. So I think every festival should have a silent disco with multiple channels. Yeah, and maybe let us DJ one of them. Begin to exist. No, don't <laughs> do, don't offer us that. <laughs> We'd have to learn Dude. how to DJ first. <laughs>
1: nah. Easy one. Just make a playlist and press play. play. Yeah,
0: easy. <laughs> On to the Friday. We started early with a bit of Harriet. Oh
2: yeah, I've seen them at Download. It, it was very much one I think that all of us had just marked out as we need to go and see them again because of how good they were live, and it just lived up to it. And it it's it felt like there was a bigger crowd there for Trees than there was at Download as well. At least from the instant from the get go, it's very much appealed to that kind of market more. And yeah, they were very much welcomed on there. This was like my nap day. Yeah, <laughs>
1: we had a bit of a... Or I think James stayed at the tent for a bit. You and I had a little... Seeked out some shelter in the forest. Yeah, it was very um, hot. Which I'm very glad we did, because we needed a bit of a rest for the Not So Secret set, which was heck.
0: Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What the heck? This is the Trees Band, I think. Yeah. I know we've said it a few times. Oh, that was a 2000 Trees band, but this is the but one. It, it makes sense. It was just perfect chaos, wasn't it? Just the entire set was like.
1: Choreographed chaos. Yeah. You know, <sighs> i got no words. It, I it's, think... hard, it's hard to describe it, really. You just need mm. to go and watch our vlog and see what it was like. I think I, I think. sum it
2: up well in the vlog, saying that, like, I've seen many bands now. I've never really seen something that was quite like that. It was very much more than just listening to music, more than just a show, more than just going to see a band at a festival. It was really an experience of something. And Ben, when they hadn't played a show in what, like five plus years? Something like that, yeah. You could see how excited people were. As soon as the banner went up on the stage, you could feel the energy just radiating from people. And as soon as they played, their set felt like it could just keep going and keep going and no one would have got tired of it
1: you know when you see like a 4d film for the first time (laughs) and you're like you've got you've got the visuals you've got like water splashing in the face you're like oh the seat's moving now as well it's a bit like that i think because you start by just watching the band and then you're like bloody hell he's in the crowd oh he's on the crowd oh he's up there now
0: you have no choice but to be involved oh now the guitarist is out here Oh, wall of death. All oh, right. Oh, the drums—the drum kit's been taken off the stage and put in the crowd. Oh, yeah. Okay. Right, yeah, fair then. enough. All right. <laughs> Just amazing, carnage,
2: chaos, and phenomenal.
0: Just go and watch our vlog to get the uh, the full experience. It's it's a shame that I imagine they're a band that probably has trouble getting booked in venues. This is
1: this. I think I was saying to Josh at one point, like, um, speculating as to whether the reason they broke up was because they didn't get booked anymore. Yeah. Because they there were some there was some damage caused. Around the tent, (laughs) yeah,
0: definitely, but worth it, absolutely worth it. Yeah, would it have been Kenny after that? It was Kenny after that.
2: I think this Uh,
0: another set that was just this was my
2: stand, one of my standouts from the whole weekend as well. Um, I've this set for me was better than when we saw him at Slam Dunk. That says that says a lot as well. And I thought he was one of the highlights of Slam Dunk by far. Um, the energy just seemed even higher. It seemed like he was having such a great time. Again, him coming into the crowd and everything like that. You could see the crowd reception with it, with everyone singing "A Stella" with him a cappella before they kind of went into the full song. There was so much back and forth between him and the crowd that I think you didn't necessarily get at slam dunk. Uh, It just felt like the right place for him being at Trees. He's a Trees Uh, artist. He's a Trees artist. And it's been off the back of this that I legit have not stopped listening to Survivor's Guilty P. I've, i it's been on replay on my Spotify constantly. And it's purely because of how good and how much I enjoyed the set that he put on at Trees. I
1: have to say, I was a little worried the first song in because it took a while for the uh, the crowd to fill up a bit. Mm-hmm. But once it did, once everyone was there, it was
0: a pie. Again, this is like you said, Dan, you, when you see the artist having fun, because his Slam Dunk set was one of the best sets of the weekend. But at Trees, he seemed like he was having just so much Also, fun. his on-stage persona is
1: a bit of like a straight face, serious yeah. kind of thing. But even Kenny couldn't help but smile every yeah, now and he, then. Yeah, you could see he was just... He was having yeah. a great
2: time. And that was reflected then with everyone there in the crowd. It was just great fun. And yeah, a highlight, I think. And I think after him, did we pretty much stay around for Boston Manor? We I waited around the way. main stage for Boston
1: Manor. I was a little disappointed by the set list. Like, it was mainly new stuff, which I understand. They're, they're pushing the new album. They're trying to get the hype off of that. So I would have liked to have heard some older stuff. But at the same time, I really enjoyed the
2: set. It definitely made up for it for me because I didn't get the chance to see them at Downer Festival. Because I think uh, I was going for corn at that point. Mm. Which I could not pass up, but that that was the main one of download that I, I hated in terms of a clash. And the only reason I went for that was because I knew I was gonna see them here at, at a bigger stage with a longer set. And I I really, really enjoyed it. I think they they like you say, they could have catered the set a little bit better. But overall for like the first proper experience of me then seeing them after getting into the E P last year. Yeah. I mean I've I've got I've
1: got no issue with it really, it's a festival, it's mm. to be expected. And they're but, still they're still good songs.
2: Yeah, and you could again the crowd participation that they were able to get, uh, I think was great. And again, the rapport they're building off the off everyone there watching them, there was just so much back and forth between artists on stage and crowd throughout the whole weekend, that it just kind of enforces everything about what Trees is about.
1: Something else that Trees is all about. There was an old guy on someone's shoulders for quite a while, and then he got crowd surfed as well. He was having a great time. Everyone around him was having a great time.
0: Good vibes. It's just great. Yeah, so it's just nice to see things like, that, isn't it? People Wholesome ha- people having those experiences. Community.
2: That'll be me when I'm at eighty.
0: And then the festivities at main stage continued for Turnstile. Loved it. I think <laughs> for me personally, their set at Outbreak was one of the best live music experiences I'm probably ever going to have. Yeah, and I think it's, it's
1: a difficult one because Outbreak is their scene, isn't it? Out- yeah. I don't think. I don't think it was ever going to be better than that outbreak set, or even like close to being on par to it. And I think if they
0: but if, it was still great. Yeah, it was still great. If there'd been like a year between the outbreak set and this tree set, I think I wouldn't have been so quick to compare them in my in my head. But because this was what like two weeks after outbreak, mm. and I was still on the the high of like turnstile that was the best set I've ever seen
2: ever. So this was still really really great. I haven't got much more to add to that. Like you say, that their set at Outbreak was something really, really fucking incredible. And knowing that like, obviously with the Outbreak system of where there was the front area and the back area, even the back area for them at Outbreak had pits. And again, that that is their crowd. That is where they're going to appeal most. And I think they did a fantastic job here at Trees. But like you say, it's hard not to have that comparison. So they still stand out with someone great there. But it wasn't quite the same. We've been talking about a festival that I've been hyping up
1: for years, and now we're going to talk about a band that I've been hyping up for a long time as well. You guys got your
0: first pup live experience. I fucking loved it so much. It was amazing. I just, I mean, Can't Swim for me were one of the best of the weekend, but if it wasn't them, it would be this pup set as the one, because it was just like an adrenaline rush for me. Because I don't often crowd surf, or like you know, I'm in the pit a lot, but I rarely. I'm partial to a crowd surf. I'm partial, to it. <laughs> but this was one of the s- and I didn't crowd surf or stage dive at outbreak, just didn't. I didn't get that, which should have been the place yeah, for I it. Yeah, didn't get really. that feeling come over me. But when we put were playing, I was like, "Fuck it, I'm doing it," <laughs> and I went up during "Sleep in the Heat," like right as the song's like building to like its big emotional like, like lip. Whoa. Yeah. And I was just like, this is bloody amazing. I'm having so much fun. So, loved it. It was
1: just energy from from front to back, I felt like. I think I was getting
2: food as well during this point and then was trying to make my way back in and you could see they fucking drew a crowd. That tent was absolutely packed. Like, I managed to get to a good spot for it. I think I saw you crowd surfing during it as well. Um, But yeah, you could see energy was fantastic. They translated live absolutely incredibly. You know that meme of Leonardo DiCaprio putting it the TV? That's it. <laughs> That's me. That seems <laughs> Alex, Alex, Alex. <laughs> A rare sight there. <laughs> yeah. But no, they, they had a fantastic job there. They, um, they killed it. If Dan
1: from Trash Boats listening, I hope you had a good time. I saw him in the pit. Yeah, I saw him he in the pit. He looked like zone. he was having yeah. a good time. Uh, we saw Thrice after that. I really enjoyed that. I've really gotten into Thrice now. Like I was already starting to get into them and now I've seen them live again.
0: They're just a great band. Your favourite band's favourite band. Yeah, pretty much. It was it was just nice. Nice to sort of get, you know, I was a bit energy, had my energy drained from Pup and Turn style. So it was nice to just sort of chill at the back and hear some lovely tunes. So,
2: yeah, nice. I echo that entirely. It it, it was just a nice way to end the evening. Um, again, drew a fantastic crowd there as well, which I was very mm. impressed by and just put on a great show. Yeah. Then we went to San Disco again. Had yeah. a wonderful time. Great vibes. Great tunes. So good.
1: DPD were very
0: good. Briardy was smashed. Yep. Yeah, very good. Oh, and we got recognised for the first time that night. Well, not for someone who recognized no, download, sorry. Not the first time. We get, get recognised <laughs> all <laughs> the time. No, we man. get recognised. <laughs> Shout out to Ross. Scottish Ross. You, you were lovely. Yeah. Thanks for coming and saying hello. Very, very kind. And hopefully we weren't too drunk and we were Coherent. It probably (laughs) sobered me up a bit, actually. Did it?
1: (laughs) Saturday. The final day. We went to see the Amazons doing an acoustic set. How was it? It was very nice. Um, I've not listened to the Amazons before. But, again, just being in that kind of forest environment, having a chilled-out acoustic band on the stage, sipping a cider.
2: It's just good vibes. I think while you were there, we'd gone off to go and see Angel Dust. We had indeed. I think after seeing them at Outbreak, we thought, Yeah, let's let's go again. They put on a good show, they put on a good performance. And again, just another solid set. Very enjoyable. And again, like kinda like seeing a lot of these bands now like at Repeat Festivals, it kind of starts to get you to know them a little bit more and kind of recognise the names, which is really, really helpful and really useful as well. So I think after seeing that outbreak, instantly was like, Yeah, let's go, let's go do that again. Good times. Very nice.
0: I also checked out the band John. Uh, oh, yeah, I saw John. They were good. They were really good. I thought they were quite funny as well. Drummers called John, is called John. Together they're called? John. Just very nice, uh, sort of post-punk style. Yeah. Loved it. And then, uh, I mean, we, we've talked about the mosh pit dust, but
1: never have I inhaled more mosh pit dust than seeing Knocked Loose on the main stage at 2000 Trees. That
2: was yeah.
0: fucking ridiculous. Um Sort of basically worse than being like a Victorian chimney sweep in it.
2: I'd say so. I was in that pit pretty much constantly for the whole part. And I struggled to breathe afterwards. Mm. Although... It was bloody hot as well. It was. But it was... But we're not complaining. We're not complaining, we're not. It was a fantastic show. And Outbreak for me was the selling point. And the, the main takeaway from that was how much of a fan I've become of this band. And they were someone I've been listening to pretty much constantly as well recently and so was looking forward to the set this was like my standout for Saturday and it did not disappoint in the slightest absolutely loved it and I am one million percent converted into a not lose fan now I am I am there I am completely there fucking
0: finally you you
2: said it for a while Alex that you you were waiting for it to happen and we have reached that moment Uh, now we
0: can uh, all rejoice yeah. yeah
1: I had a nice little break after knots loose. I went and went back to the the shade of the forest and watched Twin Atlantic do a lovely little acoustic ditty. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> what what word? <laughs> uh, they
1: they made up the set list as they went along. Here right, James.
2: <laughs> ditty is excellent. Keep going, keep going.
1: I'm a journalist.
2: Yeah, I'm loving these. Uh, Cabri, the, yeah,
1: they, they made up the set list as they went along, which was interesting. But uh, yeah, a nice mix of old and new songs,
0: acoustically. I think that's nice though, because... Sorry, <laughs> I'm still chuckling at Ditty. I think it's nice though, because I guess as a fan, when they're just making it up as they go, you know that you're getting just a completely unique one-off experience, mm-hmm. which is sort of the... Come on, get it together. Sort of the whole point of the the forest stage,
2: I guess, is like... Yeah, op- giving opportunity opportunities like that for fans. But then also doing that off the cuff, you know they're going to be having a good time because they're going to play the songs they want to play. They're going to have fun with it. They're not controlled necessarily by, oh, we've got to promote this album or this song or anything. They're just going to play songs and have a good time. Yeah. And I think, again, it's that vibe of like between artists, between fans there, of everyone kind of just in unison with that.
1: There's another um, endorsement to the, from an artist to the festival as well because uh, their vocalist, Sam... Uh, said that his wife had, had a baby a week before. Um, presumably, it was his. Um, <laughs> I thought at the time, like he was like, "Oh, my wife had a baby a week ago," and everyone cheered. And it's, we're just like assuming that yep. it's his baby. He is the father.
0: <laughs> yep, she's left me for another um, man. Please don't cheer. But, but yeah,
1: but yeah, he'd, he'd, his wife had had a baby a week previously, and he was like, "If this was any other festival, I would have cancelled because I should be at home with my wife and our child." But no, he was he was there doing an acoustic set, which again is, is testament to how many artists
0: of this festival as well. I just got a vision of him being like, "All right, see you later, love." I'm just off to go and play in the woods for a bit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you need to change the nappy.
0: <laughs> I think after that we saw Yumi at six. Oh yeah, we did. Not together though, because I couldn't find anyone. <laughs> <laughs> You'd definitely gone back for a nap at that. You were one. having a nap. I was yeah. I sort of. I think James Which worked, I don't blame you for, to J- James woke me up and went, oh, we're just going to walk down to see you meet at six now. They start in about five, ten minutes. And I went, yeah, uh, don't, nah. <laughs> even less not And then they that. started playing Underdog, and I was like the Undertaker. I just sat up and I was like, <laughs> I was like oh, I guess I'm up then. <laughs> but they sounded very good, I think. They're no, they're, good. They
1: I, were very I'm good. I'm not a huge fan of theirs nowadays, but again, it was a nice, nice mix of songs,
2: old and new. It's one of those bands you still, you know, they're at the festival there, they're at a big spot. You're going to kind of go and see it, and yeah, they're they're a fun band. It it was just it was just a good show at that point, and you could see they were had great crowd participation. Without they had a good rapport with people, which made it even better. Because sometimes you'll see like big festival sets and it won't land properly, and this this very much catered to the audience perfectly, which is fantastic.
1: Yeah, I'd got my hopes up for a uh,
0: Sinners Never Sleep anniversary set, but
2: maybe. alas, it was not to be.
0: Shame, and they should have brought out Brian Garris to do uh Ollie's part. Literally, in. anyone, anyone they should have brought out anyone that can do screaming vocals or not have the backing track play. Yeah, I thought that was maybe odd. don't do that next time because uh, Josh is a great screaming vocalist as well. Yeah, he could have done it. I'm pretty yeah. sure he did it just fine when they supported him. Yeah, Brimi. I think
1: he did. Well, oh well, ours is not to question the missed well. opportunity. <laughs> who are we, eh? Yeah, who are we? The Ragman, yeah, <laughs> brilliant. Roll (laughs) credits. All right, and lastly. Oh no 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 no! no. Come on, we saw Prestamiko
0: first. Oh shit! Yes, we did. How could you forget? How could I forget? They were brilliant. (laughs) It sounded sarcastic when I just said that. (laughs) (laughs) They were very very good. From when we heard their album, I've known that like it's gonna hit live when when I hear it live, and it really did. I thought they were just really really good.
1: Yeah, I agree. Pit, huge pits throughout the whole thing. Um, they had a guy with a cowbell, which was quite funny. Yeah, <laughs> he just get it was like he kept respawning like an NPC. <laughs> yeah, he would just appear in the pit with his cowbell, would get lifted up and crowd surfed to the front, and then you'd you'd look away and then look back, and there he is in the middle of the pit what? with his cowbell, and then he would get picked up. And I'm crowd assuming he to the was front. he was like, and then he'll just appear again in the middle of the pit with his
0: cowbell, just respawning. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm assuming that they he knows them and it was like planned oh, no idea because at first I thought some twats brought a cat <laughs> 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 that's what I thought I thought oh, excellent brilliant he's just going to be playing that all the way through but it probably was planned if it wasn't and it, and was, it was if and it wasn't I w- if I was pressed to make I would have leapt off that stage and swatted <laughs> it what are stage? you doing I thought it was a nice touch it was very nice oh man then we saw the last headliner, Idols. Now, James, we've, uh, we've tried mightily to try and get you into Idols. I felt that this was almost a last chance saloon. A make or break. Are you going to see it live to get it? That was the question.
2: And? No. <laughs> <laughs> Sadly, it's just... He saw it live. He didn't get, he didn't it. get it. it. It just didn't appeal to me. Um, I I made a good old college try. I was there for probably about forty-five minutes. Yeah,
1: I will. Yeah, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Oh, it you, you stuck it out. You, you were there for quite a long time.
2: time. I I fought my. Natural it was dark instincts. by the time you left. Yeah, I fought my <laughs> natural instincts to head back to ten. <laughs> but yeah, I I, I made a, a good effort at it, and I think I I think I turned around to you. And I said, look, if it's by this point, if it's by like ten o'clock or something or quarter past ten. I'm going to head off if I'm really not enjoying it. If I if I stay, then I'll I'll try. But I, it just didn't work out for me, sadly. So I didn't see it live. I didn't get it. Well, you, did you, did it. Two. you did see it live. Well, I saw it live. Did. I didn't get it. <laughs> but then you two seemed to have a great time. And like seeing you come back to the tent afterwards, you, you both enjoyed it. So I, I thought they real. were
0: good. The new stuff, I could take it or leave it. But the, the big ones in the set were, yeah. were big.
1: I thought some of the new stuff sounded great. What's the the like the boring one? The Beachland beach Boring. Beachland Boring. That sounded great. That sounded really good. Um, there's a couple of the other new ones, like The Wheel and stuff, that, again, I'm not, yeah, not, not that first. bothered by. But the classics, the usual Idols songs that you expect from a big set were there, and they were very good. I think I would have enjoyed it a bit more if I wasn't so exhausted. Like My feet were ruined. Yeah. But that didn't stop me getting in the pit.
2: Yeah, or oh, I
1: didn't really and get to And having a, a
0: shout. mm it was it was very nice. Yeah, Jacob Jacob from Nala sort of dragged us both yeah. in, didn't he? He went, "Are we going in?" Then and I went, "No." And he went, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> so in we went, but they were good. I could have done with the the ending of the set not being, dragging yeah, them being in for 10 on for long time,
2: but they did go on for like another half an hour or so, didn't they? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> my feet were hurting. <laughs> yeah, I was literally. I there kind of like half
1: there. I kind of half heartedly chanted along to Danny Nedelko at the mm-hmm. end. I was kind of ready to go by that point. If your feet
2: were hurting prayers up to Josh's flat feet. Um. <laughs> <laughs> got him. <laughs>
0: uh, but they were good. It was nice.
1: There was a nice little dance off in the picture in um I'm scum mm. in that bit where they drag it on for a little bit at the end.
0: They they got the rowers out in the in the crowd. Did you see that? There's a lot of rowing going on this. There year. was rowing, was. right? There was rowing and then a guy like swimming on top of people. <laughs> it was a bit inconsiderate actually. <laughs> Yeah, I've seen a lot of rowing at sets mm. over the summer.
1: Just going away from trees for a second there. I don't know if it's a... I mean, it's something I've seen before. I don't know if it's
0: a bit of a trend at the moment. <laughs> Everyone rowing. just suddenly loves rowing yeah. in the pit. Maybe we should try and try a different trend next summer. What should we do? Like, like skids, knee slides. <laughs> <laughs> just skids in the pit sounds like something
1: completely different.
2: It just sounds like someone's shat everywhere, but all
0: right. <laughs> when the portal is up. oh, I'll just do my skids here then, shall I? <laughs> Have you tried skidding? Yeah. We're the ragamuffins.
1: We, we had a lovely time at 2000 Trees. I'm sure we'll be back next year. Thank you for listening. Go and watch the vlog. Bye.